welcome back to the Potentially Podcast. We are co-hosts, Lindsay and Isabel. I hope you guys had a really good 4th of July weekend. We've kind of taken a break a little bit. We've been gone for a little bit. We kind of needed a break. We were getting a little bit, um, just kind of had like some brain farts, couldn't figure out exactly what we wanted to podcast about. So we just decided to use 4th of July as a good reason to just take a little bit of a break and then come back here so that we could be fresh and be providing you with some quality content. So we kind of felt like our podcast was lacking a little bit of focus um, to really bring our viewers back so they knew exactly what we were about. So from now on, we're going to try to focus a little bit more on the family aspect because that's really important to me and Lindsay, like our relationships with our husbands and then obviously all of our extended family as well. So we're going to try to just show you guys more of what living up to your potential can do for your family because it doesn't only affect you, it can affect those around you. Right, so we still want to somewhat talk about other topics, like as far as we're still on our debt-free journey, we're still worried about our careers and all this kind of stuff, and we'll still talk about that on the podcast, but we just kind of want to frame it a bit more about having to do with growing like a strong family, and you know, if every individual within that family is working on themselves, then the family unit will be stronger altogether. But we just thought that it was really important because we feel so strong about, you know, marriages and families being really, really important in how successful people are in their lives and how happy they are in their lives. And we think that unsuccessful or unhappy relationships can really put a damper, obviously, on everything else in your life. So that's kind of what we wanted to focus on. And, you know, we'll still talk about other topics or if you guys have questions, we'll always be willing to answer your questions. We're pretty much open books. That's kind of how we're trying to focus our energy moving forward and we still have a lot to learn we're still trying to figure out what works for us what doesn't work for us because you know this whole podcasting thing is new but we're gonna try to go back to one episode a week which will come out on Mondays it might be 20 minutes it might be a little bit longer just kind of depends on how long we decide to talk about whatever it is but we're just trying to figure out basically the schedule and the flow that works for us so bear with us and hopefully you guys are gonna like the new format So the first topic we thought we could talk about on our new kind of format here for the podcast was passive aggressive hinting because this can be a real hindrance to a relationship if your partner doesn't understand that type of hinting, which for me, my husband does not get that at all. I used to try that a lot when we first started dating and it just goes right over his head. This is one of the worst forms of communication, but also one of my favorite forms of communication (laughs) because it's like when you get into a situation and you're frustrated and you're like trying to get the other person to kind of come to some kind of conclusion on their own so you're hinting at things and you're being a bit passive aggressive to try to nudge them along but honestly it usually just doesn't work but I I'm so bad about it though like just the other day um I had done dishes and you know, Jacob and I take turns doing dishes. So I had done dishes the one day and then he did dishes the next day. And I thought, you know, like, oh, maybe he'll like do the wash by hands too. So like we split it up weird. So like we split it up by 
the dishes that go in the dishwasher and then the wash by hands or like the dishes that can't go in the dishwasher because they're not dishwasher safe and we hate washing those ones by hand because it just takes more time and we both kind of like put it off on the other person and we'll keep like hinting to the other person over and over again like are you gonna do it this time are you gonna do it this time and so I had just done that the other day and that's what gave me the idea for this podcast because I was like this is a terrible way to communicate and I bet so many people out there do this Yes, I can see that, especially around the house, like chores can be something that you really want to just give the hint at. Like, I think a couple weeks ago, I said something like how our couch like wasn't smelling good. We need to clean the couch. And then like two weeks later, nobody cleaned the couch. And I was like, oh, I really just wanted Nick to do it because I didn't want to do it. But you know, he doesn't understand that I have to legitimately ask Nick very straightforward to do things that I want him to accomplish or else he's just gonna think I'm talking about something and probably ignore me and you know we'll never get to that point and then I'll just end up getting way more frustrated than I needed to be anyway. So I think it's good to be straightforward. (laughs) Do you feel like you understand the passive aggressive hints that like Nick will make towards you or does just Nick not make them? I don't think that he really makes them usually unless I'm totally oblivious, but I think I would catch on to it because that's something I like. I don't think he does them though. Usually he just doesn't say much and especially with stuff around the house, Nick just doesn't say anything because I'm the one who's really like worried about the cleanliness and doing things. So he thinks if he just doesn't talk about it, we won't have to do it as often as I want to do it. Yeah, so I think that Jacob... (laughs) makes them like passive aggressive comments towards me sometimes and I understand them like he doesn't understand the passive aggressive comments a lot of the time like sometimes he does but not like usually the hinting but it's more like subtle hinting and I'm not just like full-blown like being sarcastic but if it's just like subtle hinting he really doesn't understand it I have to be very direct so it's silly that I even try to hint because at this point you think I would have like learned and moved on, but I still kind of fall back on those old habits. When he hints, I usually understand what he's going for, but it still annoys me anyways. That's the funny thing is that the hinting annoys me. I'm just like, why can't you just like come out and ask me whatever it is you want to ask me? But then I turn around and do the same thing. And I just think it's so weird how you just, when you decide to be passive aggressive in a relationship, like why? Yeah, it's kind of wasting time. I tried to do that a lot, like not on purpose even, just in the beginning of me and Nick's relationship. I was a little younger maybe. I didn't want to like offend him because it was a new relationship or something. So I'd kind of try to just hint at how I was feeling. And like two weeks later, I'm like, no, I'm really upset. Don't you remember when I said this, this, and this? And Nick's like, I don't even understand how this all came together. I, I didn't see that at all. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I think it's really good to know what works for you because maybe some people do get the hints but communication's super important so yeah if your spouse doesn't get it you're gonna have to discuss a different way to talk to them I think that's where the hinting comes from is the idea of okay I want the other person to take a little initiative like I don't want to be controlling every situation so if I hint at it they're coming to the conclusion by themselves But I think the problem might be in the fact that one, at least with Jacob and Nick, they don't really pick up on the hints. I don't know if that's all guys or just Jacob and Nick from our personal experience, but it usually doesn't work. And two, it can lead into that passive aggressive. You go from just like hinting at it casually and nicely to like being, or at least I do, being very sarcastic and snippy about it, which isn't helpful either. So it would just be so much easier just to come out and be like, hey, 
can you pick up the bedroom today or whatever? But I don't know why. I don't know why I get stuck in that rut because I'm just like, oh, if I, if I continuously hint at it, he'll just do it himself, but it never works. So I don't know why I do this. It's really hard to break that habit too because I think sometimes with girls, they get it more. So maybe in friendships in the past, I was doing that and my friends were catching on or my sisters might have been catching on to some of the hints I was giving. And then I got in this relationship and he wasn't getting it at all. And I was like, why is this not working for me? And it was very hard to break that habit and just be a bit more direct because, yeah, I just didn't want to hurt his feelings. But obviously, sometimes that'll happen. You can't always be afraid to hurt somebody's feelings because you never truly know what's going to hurt somebody's feelings till you just say it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that just kind of proves the point of being direct usually helps in most circumstances mm-hmm. within your relationship, within your marriage. If you're just open and honest and just have a conversation with somebody about something, it always ends up going better. But it's like we have to torture ourselves to get to that point. <laughs> It's like we have to torture ourselves. We have to kind of skirt around it, skirt around it. Like, oh, do I really have to tell the truth this time? Do I really have to be so blunt and honest? I'd rather not. And then you realize, nope, I do. I still have to have this hard conversation. I still have to sit down with somebody so we can come to some kind of compromise and move forward. And it'd be nice if we would just like skip those steps and go to that first, you know, first instead of all the passive aggressive comments so i don't know if you guys out there feel that way like if you do that in your relationship as well but i have found that the more i think about it and the more i try not to do that the easier it is to have those conversations and kind of get the ball rolling because once you start doing it it's just so much easier you can just kind of sit down at night and just you know you know you had a long day or whatever you don't need to go through this whole long spiel of well why didn't you understand what i wanted you to do like didn't you understand all the hints and blah 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 you don't have to go through all of that you can just have the conversation move on and go hang out with each other for an hour before you got to go to bed and get up the next morning and do it all over again yeah that can be really hard to do but as you go forward in relationships it's really good to be observant and see how your partner likes to receive information because everybody's a little bit different and I know Nick's really different from me. He likes in our conversations when I say something he likes to take time think about what I said form a response that he thinks will be like the perfect response to to what I just told him which really frustrates me because I like to just get the conversation going and done with but it can't always be what I want. I have to try to do what he likes a little bit so that way we can have a beneficial conversation if I'm trying to get my point across to him. Yeah that's a really good point. I actually didn't think about it like that of how other people want to take in information. So it's, I think it might be because Jacob and I both want to take in information pretty much the same way. We like just kind of going back and forth and just kind of give, getting it over with and then moving on. Him a little bit more than me. Sometimes I need a little bit longer to discuss things. Like he might be a little bit more matter of fact and I might want to, you know, go over things a few times because I really like to get stuff off my chest before I can move on. But we both like to have that kind of like blunt and just forward conversation. But that's a really good point about Nick is I never really thought about it. Maybe if they hate those honest conversations, you have to, like you said, give it a little bit more time to sink in before you can really have like a good conversation about whatever it is you're bothered about. Yeah, it can be really difficult and I think it takes a lot of patience and a lot of time and understanding 
uh, with your spouse or whatever relationship it is because that can happen in friendships too. But if you just take the time to really think about how they will best receive the information and if you're worried about not hurting someone's feelings and that's why you're giving the hints, then think about how they like things worded maybe because you know certain ways of saying something will set them off because even in the beginning of our relationship, I didn't like how Nick received information and taking so long to give me a response on things I was upset about that I would just keep saying things to kind of push him and bother him and hurt his feelings until he was so upset he had to give me a response quickly because I made him that mad and I realized (laughs) that's not the way to go. So it can really take time to figure out what works for you. Yeah. I've definitely done that before. I've definitely pushed the buttons multiple times just because I was like, nope, I need this this thing that has been festering in our relationship. Like, it's like, I gotta lance the boil. I gotta get it out. I just gotta irritate the crap out of him so that way we can just have this discussion and move on. And honestly, most of the time it's the discussion. Most of the time it's not like an argument. I consider an argument if we're yelling. So most of the time it's an angry discussion about something that we're annoyed with, but I wouldn't say it's usually an argument uh, because we've worked really, really, really hard at making our discussions not about yelling because that was something that we struggled with and we've really, really, really focused on that. And so we're pretty good about that now. And I think if you have something like that when you're talking with your significant other you need to work that out because like let's say you're really bothered that they yell at you not yell at you but just yell while they're talking about something you're not going to really be able to discuss the meat of your discussion because you're just going to be focused on the fact that they're still yelling they're still yelling and it's going to bother you so if there's something like that with their tone or their volume or whatever you need to work on that so that way you can both talk to each other in a way that's not irritating so you can actually focus on what's really wrong with the relationship not these like outside symptoms right because if i'm irritated in a conversation with someone i'm just going to start blocking it out not even care what they're saying to me at that point I don't even want to listen. I'm just getting more and more mad in my mind. So I think that's a really good point that if there is something that's a little bit triggering to you that you're not going to want to listen to, to have that conversation, be honest about it. I think all communication is just about honesty. You really have to put it out there and sometimes it takes a while for the change to happen. But if you keep working at it, eventually you'll get there. Yeah, and that was something with me and you where we had to work on that when we transitioned from childhood to adulthood because if we were arguing when we were kids, I mean, it was just like full-on knockout brawl, like no rules, no nothing, like go for as low as you possibly can go and just like make the other person feel terrible. (laughs) Like that's what we went with and obviously that didn't work once we became an adult. And I don't even remember what exactly the argument was about, but we had like our first real argument as adults where we kind of had to work on mending that after like I had said something to you that you didn't like and we kind of had to work on that instead of just beating the crap out of each other like we would have when we were kids. And so it's such a weird transition with siblings when you go from being kids to being adults because you kind of have to work on your communication skills all over again because you've learned one way to communicate with each other your whole entire life and then you realize like okay if I want to have an adult grown-up relationship with this other person like and and I have to care about their feelings now because you know obviously you do then I need to 
at least for us, I need to not be so mean. I have to work on how I say things. And even though it's my sister and I might be a little bit more harsh with her than I would be with, you know, the random stranger on the street, I still need to consider her feelings because I still shouldn't just, you know, like unleash my fury of six months onto like one moment onto her. Yeah, when she says it was bad, it used to be really bad. A lot of conversations <laughs> ended in tears. And for some reason, when I was younger, I I mean, I'm still very blunt and honest about things usually, but I thought nobody in my family was being honest enough. So I thought, I'm just going to say exactly what I think, even though it comes across terrible. I sounded so mean. And then as we got a little bit older, I realized I can still be honest and say what I'm thinking, but do it in a nicer way that maybe it won't make her want to cry. So that way we can actually fix the problem instead of just crying and then ignoring it happened and then being mean to each other again like a week later. Right. And it's really important when your sibling doesn't live in the same house as you anymore. And especially if they don't live in the same state as you anymore, because you're not seeing them constantly. So you can't just let things like, like when you're living in the same house, you can have the fight and then you can kind of just be like, sorry, and move on and go, you know, watch a movie together. And then the next day you kind of just forget it. But if you don't have that moment with someone in real life, you just go home and you think about it by yourself and you're angry and you're irritated and you, you still want to say something to them later, but you, you tell yourself you can't say something to them later because you don't want to bring it up. And then again, it just sits there and it festers and then you blow up at them, you know, at like a family reunion or something, which oh is gosh. never a good look. <laughs> no, I hope that never happens. That would be so embarrassing honestly (laughs) no no we've never actually done that before but (laughs) i just thought that was funny (laughs) we try not to i have gotten mad at Lindsay or vicky at family events and i kind of just try to walk it off and be like oh i'll come back in a second when i don't feel like i want to kill them (laughs) not kill them but you know i was kind of mad yeah metaphorically but like metaphorically yeah Yeah, I think we usually do pretty good at keeping our emotions in check until the rest of the family leaves. Then we'll like have it out with each other if if one of us did something that the other one didn't like. Maybe our face doesn't keep it in check, but we usually keep our mouth in check at least. Right. I mean, if I don't say anything, then that's a win in my book. (laughs) (laughs) But you can see it all over Isabel's face. Like she's a terrible hider of her emotions. Like you can tell that she's angry the moment she gets angry. So It's pretty easy to know. Yeah, it's just everyone wondering, oh gosh, what set her off this time? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's interesting to see though, because obviously your marriage is not the same thing as your sibling relationship. It's not the same thing as your relationship with your parents, but it doesn't really matter how you end up communicating with the person or how it works best for all of these different people. It really comes down to like, you have to be honest and you can't let things build up because when you let things build up, it just always gets worse. Like the emotion doesn't go away. You just kind of squish it down and then it comes boiling back up and then you're going to freak out on someone and then you're going to regret it because you're going to say things that you don't really mean and you know, it's, it's never good. Right. And no one's going to know how you're feeling unless you just straight up tell them. People can't guess how you're feeling because everyone's emotions are different. Everyone's affected differently by things. So if you want someone to understand what you're feeling and have sympathy for that and change their actions to make it better, you have to just tell them. Right. And it's... 
it's a lot of times like even if you can tell someone is mad you can't really understand why like sometimes it seems like some such a silly like little comment that you said that like sets somebody off and you're like okay why is that bothering them it's never bothered them when I said that before and then you find out that they had like a really bad day at work or somebody else in their life said it to them and now you're kind of like poking at a wound or something like that. Whatever the reason is, you want to figure out why so that way you can move forward. And then obviously, if they're being a little bit too much of a baby about it, as as sisters, you kind of at some point sometimes tell them like, all right, get over yourself. But <laughs> that's with the sister relationship. That, that doesn't work for everyone. That's in my sister relationship and my marriage. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> Nick will just be like, okay, babe, you're being a bit dramatic, all right? And I'm like, yeah, I know you're right, but just let me have this moment. <laughs> yeah, like, let me just feel my feelings, and then I'll move on, and we'll talk about it <laughs> later. Yeah, so sometimes that's good, though. You need to hear that. Definitely. You definitely need to hear that sometimes. Well, let us know what you guys think. If you guys have, you know, these problems with your relationships, if you're a bit passive-aggressive, if you need to work on your communication style a little bit, you can go ahead over to our Instagram let us know your thoughts on the episode. Let us know your thoughts on the direction of the podcast. If you were somebody who really liked some of our other, um, you know, finance episodes or whatever, like we're still going to do finance. It'll just be more a bit in context of like what that means for your family and your marriage. So hopefully you won't miss it too much. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at live potentially. You can go to our website to find us and let us know any questions that you may have pertaining to marriages or relationships because we're going to start to try to build these podcast episodes around our listeners questions so that way you guys can feel a little bit more involved but we will talk to you guys later bye (laughs) 